My name is Kate the Socialite and you're listening to episode 51 of The Kate Show. Today we're talking 14 FAQs about SEO. Now I've realized from posting on Instagram and just giving live presentations that a lot of you are confused and overwhelmed by SEO. So today I'm going to address your most frequently asked questions and also mention some that you may never have thought of and I want you guys to listen to this episode with one thing in mind. Do not let yourself be overwhelmed because we all are under the impression that we need to do all sorts of crazy technical things to properly show up online but it's just not true. It's a huge money-making myth from companies who would seek to profit off of the paranoia that a lot of business owners like us tend to have around SEO. So we're going to talk about what exactly SEO is, whether or not you need to pay for it, whether or not it's a one and done deal or something that you have to continuously update. We're going to talk about duplicate content, copied content, and thin content. You're going to learn the definitions of those things and I promise they are not complicated. Once you start thinking the way Google does, everything about SEO will make sense. So let's dive right in. Marketing your interior design or home staging business should be easy and relational. My name is Kate the Socialite, and I believe in action, not just ideas. And I share strategies that have proven to work right here every week. If you're serious about growing your business in the home industry, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Kate Show. If you have a website for your business, chances are you have been faced with that scary acronym SEO, which simply stands for Search Engine Optimization. It's not specific to Google, it applies to any sort of search engine, and each search engine has its own way of doing things. But because Google is still the biggest and best, we are going to talk about SEO today in the perspective and light of Google. So first of all, what exactly is search engine optimization? That is the first FAQ on my list today. Well, your search engine optimization is affected by a bunch of different things. And basically, it is just how well your site will show up in search results. But Google will use a set of parameters to determine its ranking. And there are definitely things that you can do to help or hinder that ranking. So how fast your site loads or the loading speed is a big determining factor, as well as whether or not it is secure, your site design or layout, the words that you use and whether or not you've used enough words, the image file names and headings are just a brief synopsis of things that Google takes into account when assessing whether or not your site should show up on the first page of Google. But we have to remember, showing up on the first page of Google is not the end all be all. You might show up because of one keyword and not show up at all for another. And if you want to take that to great lengths and get it straightened out, fine. But I want to speak about SEO today in light of the home industry business and the fact that you guys are not necessarily running online businesses. Therefore, your SEO needs are actually a lot less than those of an online company such as mine. And don't worry, we'll get more into that. Now, question number two is, 
do I add search engine optimization to my site before, after, during the build? What is the process? My short answer to that is in order to do SEO correctly, it needs to be built into the site as you're building it, honestly. There are some companies out there that will charge you for a site build and then try to charge you extra for SEO, but the truth is that should all be done simultaneously. It's not something that you can easily add on later because that would mean you'd have to actually redesign part of the site and reword it and just do all sorts of things that should have been done during the initial build. Question number three, do I need to pay monthly ongoing fees for SEO management? And the answer is no, but there are a few caveats to that. So paying an SEO company isn't going to make you show up on the first page of Google. In fact, it probably won't do anything for you. If a company says they're going to increase your SEO, that means they would be managing your social media, making sure that there are regular posts on there that make sense for your business. And they would also be writing blog posts for you. And if they're not doing those things, they're not doing anything to help your SEO and you should not be paying them. Number four, what keywords should I use on my website for SEO? Well, this depends. It depends on what services you offer, where you're located and so on. So if you are an interior designer in California, you want to make sure that first and foremost, the words interior designer or interior design studio and whatever city you're in California come up because chances are, unless you're doing virtual design, you're going to have a very geographically narrow customer base and that's totally fine. Now, if you serve other states in addition to California, you'll want to make sure you rank well for those too. And that basically, guys, it just means put those words on your website so that when people are typing in interior design in California, you'll show up. It's actually not complicated. You can also add keywords for other services you offer, such as design consultation, color consultation, custom window treatments, window coverings, custom upholstery, whatever it is that you do, just talk about it on your site. But that doesn't mean putting those words on every paragraph of every page, because that's called keyword packing, and Google will sense that from a mile away, and they'll think you're spammy, and they will not let a lot of people see your site. So just talk like a normal person, but be informative, because people are going to your website to get information about you and what you do, and Google is doing the same thing. Question number five, why are headings important for SEO? Now, a lot of people think headings are the end all be all, and that simply means they're pieces of larger font sizes, for lack of a better term, because I do not want to get too techie on you guys, where you've got heading one, heading two, and heading three. And Google will look at those, but they look at it the way another human would. The Google SEO algorithm is meant to work just like the human brain, but of course it's not perfect. So it will look at the headings and it's important that you use keywords in the headings. And it's important that you also use the right keywords in the body text or the regular text of your site. But again, don't go throwing those keywords in every place that you can because that will get you in trouble as well. Question number six. How do social media and blogging affect SEO? So this is kind of a double-edged question. So let's deal with the social media part first. 
social media does have an impact on your SEO the same way putting salt on your mashed potatoes has an impact on how it tastes but if you had just salt it would be gross and weird so social media will impact your search engine optimization because it shows the internet that you are alive and active so it doesn't do any good to set up a social media account and then never post on it but if you have that one social media account let's say instagram and you're posting on there, you're talking about stuff on there, or you've got that one Facebook business page where you are sharing links and then other people end up sharing links. Those link shares are what drive your SEO up instead of down. And it's important to understand that social media is just a piece of the pie when it comes to SEO and it definitely helps, but it is not the magic bullet. Now, Regular blogging will also help SEO because it will use your keywords very naturally and it will use new keywords, long tail keywords or keyword phrases like interior design, modern farmhouse, uh, Los Angeles, California. Not that there's a lot of modern farmhouses in Los Angeles, that's just what came to mind. But having long tail keywords like that will be easy for you if you are blogging regularly. Now by regularly I mean at least once a month. At least. It would be nice if it was once a week but that's just not doable for a lot of you so if you could even do once a month that would help because not only will it throw the right keywords into the mix but it also it shows Google that you're alive, that your site is not abandoned. Question number seven just kind of makes me laugh, and I did sort of answer it already, but let's just go over it one more time. What do SEO companies do, and do I need one? So the short answer is, I don't know, and no. Now, that might sound pretty weird, but SEO companies have gotten a pretty bad reputation for charging people three to $500 a month and not delivering anything except a monthly report and you can get that report for free if you have Google Analytics set up on your website so believe me it's not worth your money or your time to connect with an SEO company who only is doing that for you but an SEO company who is making sure that you can get your guest post blog features out there they are doing original blogging on your website they are handling your social media all of those things will bolster your SEO. So if you need someone to do that for you, maybe an SEO company would, but usually you'd have to go to a marketing company for that because SEO and marketing are not quite the same thing. SEO is part of marketing and some people get very technical with it, but because you guys are in the home industry and you're for the large part designers, stagers, and workrooms, you don't need to get really techie with SEO. Thank goodness. That saves you a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of headache. So no, you do not need to hire an SEO company. Question number eight piggybacks off that. Does an SEO company need to submit my site to a search engine? The answer is also no. Google can do it all by itself. It is a grown-up search engine. It doesn't need any help. And forgive the sarcasm, guys, but SEO companies have had this sneaky, sneaky way of getting people to think their services are needed. And 
I am still looking for a great SEO company, believe me, or an SEO consultant. I know they do exist, so I am not saying that they're all bad, but you need to move forward with caution if you're looking to engage their services and make sure you're not going to be stuck in any contract and make sure they actually are delivering on whatever you're paying for and that it's having a positive impact on your website traffic and on the amount of leads that you're getting in a month. Now, the next question, and this is navigating a little bit away from SEO companies, but SEO companies will use this sometimes, and that is question number nine, do I need Google AdWords? So online advertising is kind of a hit and miss because either you need to hire a specialist who knows exactly how to set up the ad for you and use the right keywords and images and so on, or just don't do it at all. I personally have done ads digitally, whether it was Google or social media, and I take time and I know what I'm doing. However, I have not seen a good enough return on investment to say that's actually part of my marketing strategy. It's not. It would be part of an advertising strategy, but only for short-term things like the launch of a new product or service. But for you guys, because you're not online businesses for the most part, no, you do not need Google AdWords and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Now before I get to FAQs 10 through 14, we're going to take a quick sponsor break. But when we come back, we're going to be talking all about SEO being one and done or something you have to do forever exactly what SSL security is and why it matters for your SEO and the number one best way to have a good SEO on your website. I'm going to spill all the details, so stay tuned. Hey guys, just popping in here quick because I've got a question for you. Do you have a business partner? Do you have someone who is helping your business move the needle forward every single day? Well, if you're still looking for that special someone, look no further than Nancy Ganzikoffer. She's a business coach for interior designers and other creative entrepreneurs. Nancy understands the unique challenges you face when pursuing your dreams, and she'll help you develop your business identity, set goals, and manage your time. Now, if you're not part of her Facebook group, Actionable Entrepreneurs, you'll wanna get in there right away. Nancy's there every single day, giving tips, support, and lessons to keep you taking action and moving forward in your business. Now, if you're ready to take a giant leap forward, get on her calendar for a strategy call. It's 50 minutes of straight business coaching, and you'll leave that session with clarity, goals, and a direction towards growth in your business. Head over to businesscoachnancy.com forward slash consult. All right, now it's time for the big question, question number 10, and that is, what exactly is duplicate content, copied content, thin content? There are three different answers to this question, and you guys have heard me talk about duplicate content before, but as a reminder, duplicate content is when you might have the exact same wording or almost the exact same wording on your site in multiple places. Now that is not the issue. Google's not going to penalize you for repeating yourself on your own website. However, Google does find a problem when your site and your best friend's site, for example, have the same wording. Even if you change things here and there, like 
if you change all the spelling to you know British English instead of American English or something crazy like that it's still going to show up as copied content so copied content is a problem duplicate content not so much and I want to apologize if I've ever called it duplicate content in past episodes when I actually should have been saying copied content so I hope that didn't confuse anyone but duplicate content so repeating yourself on your own site is totally fine but copied content or when you copy something verbatim or slightly verbatim from someone else's site or if they do that to you that is a problem now thin content is exactly what you would think of when someone says well that's a very thin argument like it there's fluff in it it doesn't hold water it it's useless this means that the content you have on your site is very blah it's not engaging it's not personable it's not interesting and unfortunately thin content is a huge problem for a lot of sites that I see and that happens when you have someone writing the content who isn't familiar with your business or your industry as a whole it's important that the words on your website are well first of all that they exist I know there's a trend right now where a lot of interior designers especially want as few words as possible on their site but that can actually hurt you because then Google doesn't have very much to crawl and it can make it look like you've got thin content if the little verbiage that you do have is not interesting or personable so you need to make sure that you are able to make a human connection through the words on your site you don't have to write an entire book on your home page but you need enough there so that people can get connected with you and learn about your business without having to click everywhere else on your site question number 11 is SEO one and done forever or do I have to constantly update it so there are multiple answers to this question and if you are a tech company then yes you definitely need to constantly be looking at your SEO once a month or even once a week to make sure that you're ranking for the right keywords long tail keyword phrases and so on but if you are in the home industry you have it a little bit easier if your website has good SEO from the start then you can look at it less frequently I would suggest getting Google Analytics hooked up to your website so that you can see if your website traffic starts to take a nosedive if it does then you need to go look at your keywords and see well what are people searching for when they end up finding you and is that how they want to find you or are they finding you because they type in something like California business and then they end up with you and that's really not what they wanted to find and then they end up leaving that contributes to a high bounce rate then you get frustrated then you call me so on and so forth so make sure that you have Google Analytics set up with your site and make sure that you have the words that describe what you do where you do it and who you serve and how you serve them and when you are able to flesh all of that out the right keywords will show up on your site naturally not forced not because of keyword packing all right so question number 12 is SSL security important for SEO yes it is now SSL security is basically when you have a few extra letters in front of your domain so if you go to your website right now and it'll have either a padlock or it'll have a padlock with a slash over it 
or an open padlock. If it's a closed padlock, that means your site is secure and that contributes to positive SEO. If it says not secure in any way, shape or form, then that is hurting your SEO. So Google only wants to rank sites well if they are secure. So if your site is secure, not only will it have a padlock icon in front of it, it's also going to have the letters HTTPS. And then it will have, you know, colon slash slash yourbusinessname.com and so forth. So that is what you need to do to make sure that it's not hurting your SEO. Go to your site right now and check that out. If you don't have a secure site, reach out to whoever designed your site and ask them to get the SSL security set up for you. It really does matter. Question number 13. What is the number one best way to have good SEO? Well, that's a loaded question, but here is a summary. You need to have good written content on your site. Don't go with the, I want to have a minimalist site with as few words as possible, because even though that looks good, it doesn't function well. It's kind of an issue. And then make sure that every image or graphic file that gets uploaded to your site has the file name done accordingly or appropriately. That means that if you are uploading a kitchen remodel that you did, make sure that it says uh, modern farmhouse kitchen room model in you know whatever city and state that was in because that helps Google understand what that picture is all about because Google cannot see images so if you just upload a photo that has 0125 XB 67 Z well who's searching for that on Google guys nobody so don't do that make sure it's named accordingly and make sure too that your file images are not like huge. You need to make sure they're about one to 2,000 pixels. Anything above 3,000 pixels is so big, it's gonna slow down the loading speed of your site and that will also hurt your SEO. Okay, so have that done and then make sure your site is secure, like I just mentioned, and make sure that it's mobile friendly. Make sure that the whole design of it is attractive and that it relates well to who you're trying to serve. And it's really not rocket science, and that's the best part. I do think that just like with a lot of other things about running a business, SEO has been overcomplicated and blown up into this big thing that we all freak out about, but all Google wants us to do is create websites that humans like and that they find easy to use. And that brings me to question number 14. What is the Google algorithm and how does it decide what it likes? Well, the answer is simple. The algorithm is meant to work like the human brain, which means that all you have to do is think, is this site nice? Is it easy to navigate? Is it clear what I do, who I'm serving, how I'm serving them, where I'm serving them? Is it relatable? Is it personable and authentic? Am I duplicating or copying someone else's content? If so, that's a no-no. Is it secure? Is it mobile friendly? It's just common sense. It's really not hard. So I hope this gives you guys a little uh, moment to have a, a sigh of relief because you don't need to hire an SEO company. Perhaps you need to redesign your website or hire someone to do it for you. 
perhaps you just need to make a few adjustments, but I want to refer all of you back to the handy website SEO tool that I use for every client I work with, and that is WebsiteGrader.com, and I will put the link to that in the show notes. But that gives you a quick assessment of your overall SEO security, mobile friendliness, loading speed, and so on. And if you are in the upper 80s out of 100, it's pretty good. The sites that we design at Socialite are always in the 90s, and um, that is because we aren't overthinking the SEO, but we're not leaving it out either. It's an important component, the ingredient of a pie. You cannot go back and add it later without having to redo a bunch of work. So we do it all at the same time. Because as many of you know, when we build a site here at Socialite, we are writing all the text. We are curating the photos if our client doesn't have a huge portfolio. Otherwise, we do prefer to use your portfolio. And we're making sure everything is set up for success. We rename each file. We will write the content that is appealing to who you're serving and also tells Google more about you so you can show up in the right search results in front of the right potential clients. All right, guys, if you have any questions about SEO, go over to the Facebook group, Marketing for Home Pros, and also don't forget to check out WebsiteGrader.com to see where your site currently stands. Until next time, guys, keep your marketing simple and your message clear. Thanks for listening. Visit us at thekateshowpodcast.com where we empower home professionals with marketing confidence.